Hello, I'm Matt. Hello, I'm Joe. And welcome to Matcha Matcha Men. Music Reviews Podcast. Two chums on a journey of musical discovery. Sharing their favourite albums with one another. And listening to classic albums. For the first time together. Over Zoom again, of course. Yep. Still this in lockdown three. Still. We genuinely started this out as a, non, a non-Covid times podcast, like two months before it had to be Zoomed. Exactly. Like now this... we're just like, oh. Zoom it again. That's yeah. the majority of the fucking podcast now. Well, yeah. m- buddy, uh, um, our friend Max sent us a meme, didn't he, saying, oh, don't, don't start a podcast. Don't be tempted to start a podcast because of the lockdown. But we'd already started oh, yeah. one. We didn't. We started it before. We were like, I just thought it was going to be the next swine flu. Swine flu! Or whatever, you know. One of the old ones when they just didn't nothing happened that everyone worried. Well, I now, told people didn't worry enough and it killed everyone. Yeah. Well, I told some people, some friends. I was like, "You sound like a bunch of scared old old bastards," because they were like, yeah. "Oh, it's going to be bad," and you know, jokes on me, I guess. Jokes on all of us. Really? <laughs> jokes on no one. Anyway, oh, should we talk about? Well, welcome to the thing. That's a wonderful escapism into music. From these turbulent times. A lot, a lot of things avoid mentioning it, don't they? A lot of them, like, dance around it. Ooh, with the current climate, they say. So I'm like, it's why a... don't we just fucking say it? <laughs> Do you hear the... Do you listen to that Adam and Joe thing on Christmas? And they were like... They did the impression of, like, all the adverts now. Like... <laughs> well, I fucking <laughs> hate the adverts at the moment. Where it's like... A... Especially at this time when we're all in it together. Yeah. We've all had a hard time and we're all in this together. Just remember that you're a hero. Just remember to buy a car. That. Yeah, that's why we're offering you 10% discount on quad bikes. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. So, uh, um, COVID aside, plague aside, how are you? Oh, all right. Um, went to my granny's funeral who died of COVID. <laughs> Shit, man. But yeah, uh, oh, oh, we're trying to move off. Oh shit! Um, but you know, it's I'm not. I had a good sense of closure, so something happy, something happy. What happened? Uh, One division. Watch that. That was good. Telly, telly. Some some of it's good. Television. Some of it's good. One division was good. Uh, rewatched Derry Girls. That was good. Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. James getting a lot of garden working. Uh, oh, you're back on the gardens. Back on this, yeah, fucking... How? the outside working in this... Yeah, uh, just, just people that have left the hedges all for for ages. And, oh, so fucking sort it out. <laughs> yeah, nice. My bread and butter, mate. My bread and butter, lazy people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're working again. So, yeah. so how are you? Yeah, Anything significant happen? Fuck all's happening. Um, <laughs> dude, this is the worst lockdown for some reason. For everyone I feel like I've spoke to is saying that this is the worst. But, you yeah, know. it's January as well. It's January, the January blues, and... In fact, to be fair, that is why we started this podcast. Coming up to a year. It was, it was January. It was it just gone... Yeah, it was literally about this time when we probably decided to start it. And it was because we were a bit both like, 
Oh, nothing going on. Why don't we start a podcast? Well, you'd t- you'd mentioned it in the past. You'd yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's it, do like, a podcast, but we didn't have a years format. Before. Didn't have a format. And then I just called um, you on a whim while I was a having a, a walk, and a we brainstormed walk. the format, and here we are, almost like a year later. Yeah. <laughs> We've now got two listeners. It's well, it's just, it. It probably has improved my life. Because I listen to new music. I've heard a lot of music, which has that's been good. quality. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, so that's like the main thing that happens in between each podcast now is just listening to the albums. Well, we just sat. That's yeah. like the significant event. Well, I'm just anyway. if I'm so not doing that, like, I'm just what else is dark. going on? Nothing. Just sat in the dark doing nothing. We both cool. having a little schnifter of whiskey tonight as well. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, I'm having my Christmas present. Yes, tonight, Matthew, which is actually your name, I'm drinking Islay Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, product of Scotland. Oh, that's much, much like some nice. of the albums we're going to review tonight. They're all Scottish. No, they're not. Well, they're, no, they're not. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> no. But that, if they were, that would have been a brilliant that would, Yeah, that would have been why are we drinking whiskey. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> After that proper depressing opening, <laughs> should we uh, get, get into it? Okay, doodly-doo-doo-doo. Review number one. Okay, so, Matthew, I had you listening to Return to the 36 Chambers, the dirty version, by Ol Dirty Bastard. Return to the 36 Chambers, the dirty version, is the solo debut Album of American rapper and Wu Tang Clan member. <laughs> it's Clan, not Clang. Member Old Dirty Bastard released March 28, 1995, on Electra Records in the United States. Then uh, it says other stuff. Matty, what did you know of Old Dirty Bastard before more or less precisely two weeks ago? So occasion? I'd heard of Old Dirty Bastard from, from a while ago. Mainly because uh, Got Your Money used to be on the music channels and that was what I quite liked. And, you know, more recently because of Wu-Tang and, you know, the very first album I reviewed was uh, 36 Chambers. Um, Despite this, I wasn't sure if I'd enjoy it just because I wasn't uh, overly keen on 36 Chambers, although I still give it a respectable score. So, you know, this, this is returning to it. So, <laughs> it is, yeah. It, that is the name, so... But it's dirty, so did that not affect you? Like, oh, it's, oh, it's like, oh, it's, but it's... It's a return, it's, but it's the dirty one. It's only old dirty bastard. Yeah, I was like, let's, let's see, see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, okay, so... Uh, did you like the album? It was all right. It was a pretty strange album overall. Yeah, so a bit weird. <laughs> maybe bits I wasn't keen on was listening to the intro, which dragged on a little too long. And I, yeah. at one point, he just makes a, a throat noise at the end of a song, like twice. That's the beginning, yeah. And it's, he over also, um, it's over a minute of just going... Uh, I know. <laughs> it, it feels like maybe it's a little too dragged out. Um, he sounds fucked. For, for quite a lot of it. 
<laughs> and uh, he see he switches between singing, sort of half kind of singing, and rapping quite often. Although <laughs> that was it was funny. That was all right. Um, of course, the backing tracks and the beats were good, and some parts yeah. were pretty fucking funny. Although some of the lyrics were quite misogynistic. I don't know if it was a piss take, a tongue in cheek, or just he's called a little dirty bastard. Um, I liked most of his almost piss take rapping sound. He's got like a, a certain consistent piss taking throughout <laughs> all of it. I mean, he sounds a bit like our mate Andy sometimes taking the piss. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also really liked that he doesn't take the art of hip-hop too seriously. And, of course, the classic kung fu film clips in keeping yeah. in, in keeping with the 36 Chambers. Like, it's got the little kung that, fu that they're returning samples. To. Yeah, they returned to it. So <laughs> I liked that as well. That's, like, the style, the little... Little samples of old kung fu films. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, was that was a great um, thing, uh, review so far. Uh, <laughs> did you have a favourite song? I do. I've got a couple. So, Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Um, I've heard it several times back in the day when I lived with our friend Eddie. Um, I like the chorus and tune in general. It reminds me of the good old days. I also liked the looping piano in it. Yeah. Uh, Snakes. Not sure who was rapping, because I don't know them all by voice like you may. Oh, they don't have any... It doesn't have any of the features no. on it. But on, I, on Genius, it said who's in it, but I didn't know who was rapping which parts. But I enjoyed oh, yeah. a more aggressive rap style, and, and the collaborative effort of them works really well. Um, Protect Your Neck 2. The oh looping, yes, I love that one. The looping guitar mixed with the aggressive rap style gives a certain foreboding feeling that I quite enjoyed. That's the one with all the different rappers on. Yeah, it? yeah, that's like yeah. another collaboration. I like that one. Did you have a did you have a favorite on guest feature on that that you'd noticed the name of at all? No, well, I, see, I didn't right. know who was rapping what. Are you wanting right. me to say Ghostface Killer because he's your no, favorite? No, 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 because that's not any of them. That's not none of those people on that song are the Wu Tang Clan. They're they're all part of the extended Wu family. Um, and my oh. favorite because he's one of them's got my favorite rapper name ever, Shorty Shitstain. <laughs> <laughs> but you might not have clocked it because he says, uh, "I put it, in, I put it in the post and send it to your mom for Christmas." And tell him Shorty <laughs> Shitstain said it. <laughs> um, but that was because I had the Alta CD and you'd had all the features and I was like, who oh, yeah, or what is Shorty Shitstain? I'm very intrigued. Anyway. Shorty Shitstain. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you like that song. Is there any more songs you like? Uh, no, those three are me uh, picks. Yeah, cool. Well, <laughs> well, I'm very glad about that. Uh, do you have a favourite lyric? Okay, so That'd I'm going to start with the lyrics that made me go, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Rhymes come stinky like a girl's poo-poo. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to see blood, whether it's period blood or busting your fucking face some blood. Um, now a lyric that I liked. It broke me <laughs> up when they pat me on my shoulder. Says today strong, cause his life is now over. A flashback to the heathens that he roll with. They shot him up and down. No, no, nobody knows shit. My peers, little ears, came up to me with an eye full of tears. 
Obviously, that's about losing his his bud. What was that? Is that one of the? Was that him or one of the featurey people? I think it's one of the featurey people. Oh, yeah. Can't remember <laughs> which bit, song now. Sounds a bit. He out of he character. came up with rhymes come stinky like a girl's poo poo. Dipper to the hopper and it just not did a old dirty. Yeah, old stinky bastard. Cool. Um, so, uh, what's other questions are? Uh, what 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 do you give it out of five? So I give it a three out of five. I think that's more than fair. As a yep. scar singer, I'm not well into this style of hip hop. But let's now talk about Old Dirty Bastard for a bit. The dude was a. Uh, you describe him as eccentric to say the least. Do you know he was. Well, yeah. you'll know everything. But he was shot three times on two different occasions. And yet, he got arrested for wearing a bulletproof vest. Because apparently, uh, convicts or people with criminal records, sorry aren't allowed to wear body armour, or they weren't at the time. But I thought, if you've been shot three times, you'd fucking... You can't blame him for wearing a... Uh, wearing a bulletproof vest, really. I yeah. like that um, he record... He was recording albums between prison sentences, and he was even a fugitive for a bit, which just legit seems fucking crazy. And it's a shame yeah. he died so young, soon as he... Got seven kids. Yeah, the oldest of which is called Young Dirty Bastard and he's tolls with the Wu-Tang Clan now. The youngest should have done that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, he was... Uh, yeah, he also he also once uh, went to collect his government like benefits or the American yeah, equivalent. After yeah, after he was famous, but then he turned up on MTV, didn't he? An award show. Yeah, on a limousine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they stopped his benefits because uh, <laughs> he was, like, at MCV. So that was uh, my review of it. Uh, <laughs> anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, well, this album was uh, just... I, I got this when I was 13, which I feel like kind of the target audience. So, like, my journey with Wu-Tang... Well, he did say... Was, that Wu Tang were for children, was for children. He did say that. Oh yeah, so that's his famous. Which seems like like well, no, they're not for the children because because they're like um, got lots of grown up themes or sort of sort of thing. But it's actually kind of what he meant was that they've kind of they were the. I think the deeper meaning of that was that they like established the kind of idea of owning the owning the rights to your songs a bit more and. Um, they were quite pivotal in in kind of like uh, getting a high percentage of your own royalties for every rap feature that you do. So, and then putting that back into the community type stuff. Is what apparently where he's coming from. Mm. <laughs> but um, so now I'm like, yeah, Wu Tang for the children. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I was thirteen. Um, so my journey with Wu Tang was like my brother. Like he gave me all, I don't know, story. He gave me a lot of his, lent me a lot of his CDs and records, or all of them, whilst he like oh, yeah. lived lived abroad for a bit. Um, and I was about, well, probably about eleven to thirteen, and uh, he had Wu Tang Forever, which isn't really one of my favourite Wu Tang albums, but it kind of the packaging was because it it was had a massive book and it had a picture of each member on the front, and also the the C, it was a two disc album and disc one. Uh, was a CD-ROM 
and that CD-ROM had like the had had the first Wu Tang Clan album on, <laughs> and this kind of weird. I mean, it was just, what this was ninety seven, so like kind of PC game where you go in these like really bad three D kind of chambers, and you find the videos to the first album. So you, mm. so I've seen, I was able to watch like all of the all of the videos, and have the first album. Uh, yeah. 36 chambers. You have to the find the one. videos there. Yeah, but in this kind of like, you know, in your, your old PCs, you just go, and then you just go down like a corridor, a 3D corridor, and you'd click on a thing, and there'd be a vault, and it would, and like, yeah, that's, that was, so I was just like, what is this? Anyway, that was my introduction to Wu-Tang, which I probably lamented on in my other podcast. And then it was like, okay, well, I seemed, I think I like Old Dirty Bastard the best, because he's got a swear word in his surname. So yeah. I went and bought this CD from HMV, probably. Or, like, I saw the album cover and was like, what the fuck? Like, Brooklyn Zoo, the city of Brooklyn Zoo. He's got a card saying he's an animal. <laughs> and I just... I, and you look, his hair's crazy. Um, so I took it home as a 13-year-old. There's obviously all the craziness in it. And actually, I think, thinking about it now, it's probably the first... Album that I listen to from beginning of to end without, mm. you know, because I used to like I used to listen to albums, but I'd listen to like that song and then listen to the same song again or skip the track or do you know what I mean? Like, and I'd stand there listening, looking at the album cover. So that's that was how I would listen to music then, and like you know skipping and whatever. Um, and this one, I just there was just so much like funny, either good hip hop beats or funny content that. It, as a 13 year old, it just held my attention. So I, I just played it through. And I remember like, I didn't really know what to do with my body. Like I was sat, obviously I was sat on the bed and then I was like laying on the floor. Then I was like laying in the corridor <laughs> outside my bedroom. No one was in the house. <laughs> listening to the profanity. I must but, say, like, I um, think when I was 13, I would have loved this if I'd have been. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is it. like, I feel like this is like, when you what what what's the name of the Bloodhound Gang album you shared with me? Use your fingers. It's like that, that but it's kind of more nuanced. Like the thinking man's <laughs> use your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the thinking man's. Yeah. Um, my favorite lyric from it would be: Have you ever, ever, ever in your long n-word life had a bald-headed bitch for your bald-headed wife? <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think I, I don't even cast that as misogyny because it's just like. He's not saying anything. Like it. It's just, it's just fucking daft, isn't it? Yeah. Although That's some of the lyrics were a little misogynistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is, there is the proper misogyny in there as well. But well, which get your money, got your money is. Yeah. I mean, that's just like pimp being a pimp. Yeah. If you, you take it literally, that's an awful song. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun because he just make he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he does that kind of shit quite a lot. Just an Andy noise. And I tell you what, I tell you what, the other one thing about this album is there was, I listened to, Wu-Tang did a takeover of the Tim Westwood show, which was brilliant because I'm not, Tim Westwood was, you know, very cringy to listen to, but I listened to him because I like fucking hip hop. Um, Wu-Tang took took over the Tim Westwood, which you've done a few times actually. I've now realised, but the time I heard it and had it on tape cassette, he was just doing tracks off this, but like crazier. 
and then they were having people phone in and there was this guy who started rapping and he was like, can I stop you there? Can I ask you a question? Have you got any hangers in your closet? Hangers? And he was, hang this up. And then he like, put the phone down on him and then just <laughs> like, oh, what was he? What? Now I've lost the tape and it's the one thing I've not been able to recover. Like there's other taped radio shows that I've been able to like find on. Like, you know, if I remember what year it was, yeah. kind of, not that one, but I found other Wu Tang, mm. Tim Westwood takeovers. But it was just like, um, I I am the black baby Jesus. So come into the cosmos with me and travel on through my galaxy. And it was just, it was just off the rails. Mm. It was just off the rails. And then, and then yeah, and he went to prison, and he, I think that kind of fucked him up a bit. But he did. Um, the other thing about the prison thing, there's a, there's a the one track that he's on on the W album by the Wu Tang Clan. All that rapping he's done is just on that. You know, you get one phone call when you go to prison. <laughs> he disrapped it yeah. down the phone. As <laughs> so if you play that to people, people are like yeah. this is really bad production. <laughs> he's yeah. doing it. So down the yeah, R A P O T P. That's uh... so you know. Take take from that what you will. Uh, people, you'll probably have a lot of fun if you like silly music that's got a good beat. If you like wholesome music, really wholesome oh, Sarcasm. Right. Well, Higgity <laughs> Pong, that was review number one. Whoopdy woo, it's time for review number two. AM by Arctic Monkeys. AM is the fifth studio album by English indie rock band Arctic Monkeys. It was produced by James Ford and co-produced by Ross Artin at Sage and Sound Recording in Los Angeles, etc, etc. <laughs> so, Joe, what did you know of the artists and what were your expectations um, going in? Can I just, just before I forget, this, this, uh, this, the, the episode title's going to read funny because we've got one really long name Return to the 36 Chambers of Data version and then the other two albums called AM and Pony so that's going to read funny um, well the one name is going <laughs> to dominate it and the others uh, are going to be little yeah. side thoughts okay uh, so what I knew of the Arctic Monkers um, was well this isn't Monkers. very cool but the first time I heard of the Arctic Monkeys was reading an article about them in the Metro <laughs> Um so yeah, 2000, yeah. early 2000, I can't remember. Um, I think it was before they released their first album, and it was about how this exciting new band had risen to popularity via the internet and illegal downloading of MP3s. And a band getting big like this was completely unheard of at the time. Uh, and I was in aberration of yeah. their organic rise to fame, uh, fuck the system, fuck the corporate machine, all that. Uh, so off the back of that, I went and downloaded a lot of their MP3s, guilt-free. Uh, and you know what? I liked it. Um, so I was a fan of stuff they did before, and the first album, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. And their last album, Tranquility, Base Hotel and Casino, both very long album days compared to AM. Um, for whatever reason, those are the two albums of theirs that I've ever listened to before. Uh, and I think they're both very brilliant for different reasons and probably spend a lot of time going into detail why I like them and why they're good and generally gushing over them. But I'm not going to, because we're here for AM. 
So for that reason, I had very high expectations. So, did you like the album? Uh, unfortunately, I was a bit disappointed. I didn't like it. I didn't Ooh. like it as much as I thought I would. Um, I do think I did. I did mm. like it, and I do think it is good. But having these two other albums that I'm familiar with, uh, it's just not. As, I just didn't think it was good as the other the other ones. The first and last. Uh, okay. In fact, I've never heard. In fact, if I'd never heard anything by them before, and this was the first, I think if this was my introduction to them, I think I'd like it a lot more. But I'm in the. Yeah. I'm in that comparing brain. Uh, comparing yeah. it to the other stuff that you um, like a lot more. It's very comparatively, it's That's very middle of the road. Uh, uh, it's all very well played and well constructed music, and actually, actually very well produced. Uh, the snare sound is an abs- is the absolute business. Uh, in particular, a lot mm. of the beats are quite are quite hip hop, which I was I wasn't actually going to mention that because I thought it was just me being like obsessed with hip hop. No, no, no. It's on the Wikipedia page, isn't it? That I read, and I, uh, yeah, it was a totally on purpose thing. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of catchy numbers in there too. Some brilliant hooks, which is. No easy feat, so I respect the hell out of everything they've achieved here. I just don't think it's got any balls. So it's, I think it's a bollockless but admirable album. <laughs> hey! Well, that's a shame. Well, it isn't it, is it? But fair. That's a, a shame, <laughs> but fair. So, um, do you have a favourite song or songs? I, I like the catchy hooks of. Do I want to know and snap out of it? I like the fat drum beats of Arabella, and yeah, they've got that one's got the hip hop on Arabella. And why do you on? Why do you only call me when you're high? But my f- my number yeah, one favorite song on AM has to be the very last song. I want to be yours because it's a musical reimagining of a John Cooper Clark poem. Uh, who I'm a big fan of. Um, so and it's by proxy. It's also my favourite love poem ever. Um, hmm. Incidentally, I had the idea of doing a musical reimagining of the, the poem Beasley Street by John Cooper Clark, and it was it was during the same year because I remember it being 2015, 20, 2013, should I say? Um, so it was the same year as least that I had this idea, but they definitely didn't nick my idea because I never told anyone about it. Because I thought it was a stupid idea. <laughs> but actually now I'm thinking, um, having heard this, quite like the song, um, maybe maybe it's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do it. Woo! So that's uh, exclusive for that, for everyone, for all the listeners. Um, so I, this album has inspired me. So, you know, positive, positive thing. Oh, yeah. Mate, if it inspired you, you know... And I, and I didn't have a bad... T- you know, it's not like I didn't have a bad time. You know, like, albums that we've reviewed that... I've, it's been a... Str- it's not a struggle. It's just... it's just I've just got them on this such a pedestal. I really think they're great. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, go on. Um, so, do you have a favourite lyric lyrics? Uh, yes. Well, I've always really admired Alex Turner as a lyricist ever since I heard him rhyme stomach with summit. <laughs> That's just... Get yeah. a feeling in my stomach. It must be obsessed. So they're the <laughs> fucking classics, aren't they? What's the one? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're sexy little 
wine. Um, <laughs> but that was that. See, this is the thing. This is why I can't be too harsh because it's like they're never gonna make. They're never gonna recreate the fucking. That's totally young person's album. Was the first album, and it'd be stupid to expect that to, anyway. Again, so I'm that's. Anyway, uh, favorite lyric on AM, not by John Cooper Clark, is from Knee Socks. Uh, so a bit about before I say the lyric, I could have picked any lyric from this song. I think this is lyrically, this is uh, head and shoulders above the rest. It really stood out for me. And the song is about being depressed and doing fuck all all day and going out drinking to try and fill the void. A luxury we don't have. <laughs> Stay in and drink depression. at the moment. You can't, you can't get out of your funk that way. Um, yeah, so Alex does a brilliant job of depicting this through words. So I chose the first four lines because, um, as well as having brilliant imagery, also phonet- it's also phonetically very pleasing to the ear. And they are as follows. You got the lights on in the afternoon and the nights are drawn out long and you're kissing to cut through the gloom with a co- cough drop coloured tongue. Um, see, the reason that's so good, especially the last bit, you could have said wine coloured tongue because that's what he's on about but it wouldn't sounded quite as good you know mm. white, as cough drop coloured tongue it's, that alliterates uh, so I just think that's a really good example of like it's obviously like attention to detail in the words he chooses that's just grrr. as a wordophile you like yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's as a, a really word good word mm-hmm. as a political rap poet are you like yeah uh, yeah really as a lyrical good. political Word writer, yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this is really nuanced stuff, actually. Yeah, this is really, it's really, really fucking on something here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. And what is your score out of five? And do you have any closing remarks? Uh, no, and three point seven five out of five. Ooh. Hey, eh? eh? so that's better yeah. than whatever was lower that I scored. And, not as good as something higher. Um, 3.75, mate. Uh, so what? What? why did you pick this album for me? What does it mean to you? Um, fucking hell, mate. Come on. Well, it's... Yeah. I didn't, didn't know he followed the, the format of what it meant to me and all that. But I'll just talk about him briefly. <laughs> I don't have too much to say. So, let me tell you about the story of when I was a young man. At Leeds Festival, I think I was 18, maybe even 17. Okay. Yeah. Really and I went to Leeds Festival and I saw them. I saw Arctic Monkeys. Ooh. Early Arctic Monkeys when they'd just got big. They weren't even headlining, I don't think. They were oh, just yeah. like on at night. Oh, they had that young spunk. Well, that's the thing. At first, they were. it was like watching... They didn't have much stage presence. He still had his floppy hair and did Alex Turner. And they, they didn't have the stage presence. So it was like watching a live band that weren't very confident. Like right. with just how they were on stage. They were brilliant. The songs were really good. But obviously they grew into... I mean, he's, he had like... He ended up looking a bit like a, a greaser. He had a, a cool quiff. But anyway... Yeah. Uh, initially, yeah, when I saw them, yeah. they were just like a la- like a local band playing on a massive stage, which was kind of cool. Which is what they were, actually. <laughs> yeah, basically. I find, Damn right? Lord. So when a band finds success, and they were they were like our age when they got successful, they, but it was a yeah. while ago, so they were like young, young adults. They're, they're, they're fucking babies in bloody Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor. 
the video Are they they younger than us? babies no no he's well he's your age he's Alex Turner oh, oh. And so they all are oh what have I done with my life but when they um, <laughs> when a band finds success there's always the, the possibility that they'll lose what made them great that thing that made them great do you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah the life after that their life is very very different yeah like it's just not the same as you know the roots that they came from but I think with Arctic Monkeys, for me anyway, for my example, I think this AM's a good example of a band that kept what made them really good and evolved that style and kept improving. And you know, when you listen to them, you know it's the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Although I haven't heard their newest album. I haven't heard that. I still need to. But you know it's them because of their distinctive style. And I'm not just talking about the broad Sheffield vocals, which yeah, is yeah. fucking brilliant. But just the whole shtick, you, you just know it's them. And they've, I think they've got a really unique sound. I really like them. Yeah. And let me say, let me quote what Simon Armitage remarked on oh, Alex yeah. Turner's oh. singing. Yeah, Simon Armitage. But we've already mentioned two, two GCSE poets in, yeah. <laughs> in, in this well, so yeah. I think he, he's been mentioned before. He said, I can't think of another singer whose regional identity has been so unapologetically and naturally intoned through his singing voice. And I think that's brilliant. Ooh, yeah. And that's, that is actually something I just, like, I always, always like extra points for if they're right. Oh, right, they're from Keep there. the regional dialect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, what? you love to do that with your yeah. political I mean, this writing. Is really, yeah, big thing for me in UK hip-hop, especially. Um, but then also, you know, I just, transpose that to just bands in general it's that's bad, what it? gives yeah. him because fucking Mick Jagger fucking... doesn't do it does he he's all like from New Orleans but he's from I can't London. get no <laughs> Beatles did it yeah. Beatles did it yeah Scouse oh supposedly did not oh, did Australian then anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, oh no John <laughs> oh no John I was... oh, yeah that's it <laughs> oh that's Ringo Star. Ringo Ringo Star. I could do a Ringo better Star. Um, Ringo Paul Star. McCartney now because I did it. I listened to him on Adam. God, I say Paul. You know, you know when I'm a little bit peckish, I like to have a quesadilla. <laughs> did you listen to Adam Buxley's yeah, yeah. podcast? Is that why? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm Paul. Yeah, when I'm a bit peckish, I like to have a quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> did he say that? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's the kind of food that I like to eat <laughs> in lockdown when I'm peckish. I've got a guy that cooks it up. Nice quesadilla. <laughs> that would be nice. Someone to make quesadillas. <laughs> to make you a quesadilla. Yeah. Uh, well, he's using his money for good. <laughs> for himself. <laughs> to say, I know this is not to do with fucking the Arctic Monkeys, but like he's knocking on a bit and he sounded like quite with it and he sounded like a pretty laid back chill dude on, on my interview. Yeah, the, the, uh, Radcliffe and McCartney said that he was, he's like, He's like the most down to earth, super mega famous person in the world. Yeah, he was just like a normal dude, on it, wasn't he? It was really, really refreshing. Just live in a mansion eating quesadillas. Well, all right, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's all right. And his last album was uh, the, the opening track on his uh, album he released this year. Uh, last year. Oh God, that's really good. I wonder what John would be like if he, you know, lived this long. I wonder. What he would have ended uh, up like. It'd be a bit better, wouldn't it? I think he's one. He's one of the the rock stars that died. That it's like, oh, he was really. We could have done with him now. 
<laughs> yeah, but he might have ended up a total... Just to tell... Just, I don't know. He might have ended up a bit of a Fuck the fucking Tories. All that. He might have ended up a bit of a cock. He might have been, but he would have... Mm. Well, yeah, He's that already shit, a bit then. of that a cock. That would really be shit. But he might not have. <laughs> and that's kind of what I was hoping. I mean, he was a communist. Come on, he's not going to be happy with what's... He's a commie? He was... He was a drug-taking communist. <laughs> and he was fucking proud of it. I think. Was he? Oh, he took drugs anyway. Uh, Maybe he wasn't about? a communist. I don't know, actually. Now you say, now you're asking. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, right, sorry, we've gone off topic a bit there. Yeah. Dilly D. Yeah, I do think what you, what you said about a bloody uh, like they kept their what made them great in the first place. I think they have done that better than like any other band, but it's almost like they're just older. I don't think for A M for me they. they They'd settled in very well to like being older, but this last album, I think they've really mm. settled. I think they've like really got what it's like not to be to be. Famous. Well, apparently it's a lot more experimental. That's the thing. That's the thing. Maybe that's. I'm just. I just look. I love experimental stuff, and it is. I try new things, man, and doing it very well. It's just done very well. So anyway, that's the other. That's the. Diddly doo, that was review number two. <laughs> Speaking of experimental, diddly dee, this is review number three. Arville Peck, Pony, or should I say Pony? This is Arville our third, third review, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah, sorry, third <laughs> review sent by friend of the podcast, Samuel Carter. Pony by Arville Peck, haunting gay cowboy making retro cinematic love songs. Great sound production, mind. Your friend and fan. The Carterman. Cartman. The Cartman. The Cartman. The Cartman? Yeah, so he's put you the Cartman. You can't call yourself the Cartman when your surname's Carter, because loads of people's surnames is Cartman. Well, he should be the Carterman. Yeah. <laughs> the Carterman. That sounds well cooler, anyway. Cartman. That just makes you think of South Park. Uh, that's what yeah. I thought. He was calling himself Cartman. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're vetoing right, the nickname that you've given yourself. Uh, yeah, so, okay. That's a, well, the, the official Wikipedia is uh, Pony is the debut studio album by Canadian country musician Orville Peck, released on March 22, 2019 by Sub Pop. Um, okay, so, Matthew. What did you know of the artist before the other fucking week? Well, it's safe to say I'd never heard of Arville Peck and I had no idea what kind of music it would be. And also, I forgot that Sam had put that. <laughs> so did, uh, so a lot of what I'm saying is going to be like, ah, oh, yes, it's gay cowboy music. <laughs> um, as I remember enjoying Sam's previous pick, uh, and I know it's got quite a varied taste in music. So I thought, yeah, maybe I'll enjoy this. What did you know of the artist and what were your expectations going in? Uh, I'd seen one video of his a few months ago and I was like, whoa, that's mad, that is. I uh, like it. Uh, so I, would, I was quite excited for this uh, review. Very excited because I was like, because I was already planning 
but to, to listen to is more of him, but I've just kind of forgot, <laughs> as you do. So this is the podcast timing, provides, man. man. The podcast provides. Um, cool. So what did you think? So I enjoyed it. My first full listen through was when I went for a walk in the deep, deep snow. So it snowed really badly. Oh, yeah, it was that's really I, deep. Me too. It fucking good time to listen to it. It's funny that we did that at the same time. Um, and it really set the mood nicely for that snowy, snowy walk. Yeah. It was fucking deep as well. Not it wasn't an easy walk. I had to just turn around after so long. I was Another reason... Driving, but anyway. <laughs> well, I don't want to be driving in the snow to that. So another reason I enjoyed it is because at the moment, with lockdown, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And that's about the Wild West and cowboys. And although none of them are gay cowboys, but that's irrelevant. Um, and Have this perfectly fits the theme. I would describe it as sad cowboy music. It's quite melancholy. Mel- melancholy. In sound. But despite this, it doesn't sound overly depressing. It's one of them that I would describe like I do describe everything. A real mood setter. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's an album... <laughs> That you can listen to alone and reflect. Or it'd be good as a background music. I mean, it's not really party music, unless you've got a chilled out party. He's genuinely got a very beautiful but very mournful singing voice, which fits perfectly with his whole sad cowboy shtick. And that's all I've got yeah, to say may- about that. Maybe a ketamine party. <laughs> or a cowboy party. Cowboy party? Ooh, sad cowboy party. Cowboy food. Oh, but you, no, because you'd mix it up with some happy, <laughs> happy raw hides. Oh, and like, then you'd uh, have a, you a think my bit. tractor's sexy? <laughs> you know that one. That's all right. Too. No, no. <laughs> so what did you think? Uh, fantastic. Very atmospheric. Very haunting in a good way, which is... Oh, yeah, haunting. Haunting. Uh, it's definitely intentional. Very considered and uniquely beautiful oh. music. Uh Stylistically, the influence is uh, a lot more wide-ranging than they first appear. Obviously, Gay Cowboy makes you initially think this is country and western, which it is, of course, but I can also hear 80s pop in there, mainly in some drums. I can also hear uh, rockabilly, bit of goth, bit of surf rock, bit of gospel, bit of folk. Um, some of some of these influences are very, very, very specific. Queen of the Rodeo, for example, sounds very, very similar to the Gordon Lightfoot song, If You Could Read My Mind, uh, which I know because of Trigger Happy TV. Mm. Jumbo, jumbo. Yep. Yeah, I do remember, yeah. Hello! Um, I'm on the phone! Yep. All right. Good humour. <laughs> it was the one where, you know, they do a slow motion dogfight. That was this. That was always the song that was playing. Gordon oh, Lightfoot. Really? Yeah. I remember it. Not, uh, the song that this song sounds like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Roses Are Falling sounds like Lon- Lonely This Christmas by Mud. Old Ri- Old River sounds like very innocent of uh, early Elvis Presley stuff. Take You Back, the Iron Hoof Cattle Call sounds like Ghost Riders in the Sky by Johnny Cash. So it's all very specific. Yeah. Yes, you, you heard that one. Um, but all of this, I think, is a good thing and exemplifies the musical aspect of how this is. this whole piece is truly imaginative and like world-building um, because it uses bits of established and familiar imagery to create a haunting uh, new persona. Obviously, the visual element 
the mask and the videos uh, are also very important in building this world um, and adding to the whole mystery. And then the mystery surrounding the character that's been created adds to that too. Um, I highly recommend anyone checking out to watch watch the videos as well. I think that's a really important component. Although, walking in the snow fucking works as well. My own bloody video. Yeah. Um, also, another thing I really like that adds to this whole aesthetic is the radio interference at the beginning and end of the song, Kansas Remembers Me Now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I thought there was something wrong and then I was like, oh, no, he's doing it like... Oh, tuning into the radio um so yeah i think this album's awesome i can't i can't say enough good stuff about it uh really i just think well well done for creating this kind of whole identity mr mr mystery man <laughs> mr harville um well do you have a favorite song i do i got a couple so you mentioned a couple of a couple of them but kansas remembered me now yeah. Could be straight from a rest, uh, uh, straight from a restaurant. Could be straight from a western. <laughs> Real committed to the vintage sound. Yeah. Uh, Dead of night, very mournful, but an almost positive feel to it. Also haunting, which you know what I'm all about hauntingness. <laughs> uh, take you back, the iron hoof, cattle. Yeah. Another Claston western song, a vintage country song. And you mentioned that it sounds like one of Johnny Cash's songs. And as I was listening to it, I was like, God, Johnny Cash, prime Johnny Cash. Well, alive Johnny Cash could have fucking banged it out and it would have yeah, been yeah. amazing. Like, do you know what I mean? I could, I, could, uh, I could imagine him covering it and just absolutely smashing it. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he smashed anything, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he smashed, smashed the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Smash anything. So did you have a favourite song or songs? Uh, Queen of the Rodeo. Um, oh, yeah. That was also there. Because it's the biggest earworm. So that's what... Um, um, although I am also particularly fond of the powerful lo-fi one-minute wonder that is Old River. Because mm. uh, it's just like... There's a lot, a lot of interference. I think a lot of it's in the production, isn't it, that... Uh, that adds to the atmosphere. Obviously, like yeah. the, the radio the stuff Western and the feel. crackly vinyl noises and the kind of. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favourite lyric? So, difficult to pick one because for me, with Arville Peck, <laughs> it's more about the delivery of his vocals and what, how they make you feel as opposed to what he's actually singing. Pecky. But I did pick one, nevertheless. Well, like I said, I feel like it's more in his uh, delivery. Can you hear the horses, baby? Stronger than an iron hoof. Yep. But this town has always barred me. And baby, that's including you. Oof. It's close to the bone. Yeah. Although that wasn't... That's not really relevant to me, but I can imagine it being relevant to someone. <laughs> to some cowboy. Yeah, exactly. Did you have a favourite lyric? Sorry. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's a good companion piece. <laughs> Play Red Dead and listen to this and you'll be like, God, I'm a sad cowboy now. A team? Yeah. And you don't know that all the background characters aren't gay. Well, no. Wait, some of them could be you gay. You can use your own imagination. But it's set in the times where being gay wouldn't be okay. 
especially well it's the wild west style. so maybe it have was. you seen brokeback mountain that's no i've not but there that's gay i cowboys. haven't seen it but that's, that's apparently gay that's cowboys, gay cowboys and uh what else the village people yeah <laughs> <So the people laughs> oh the gay cowboys um uh, so do you have a favorite lyric uh yeah speaking of gay pod, cowboys <laughs> fell in love with a boxer Stayed awake all year. Heartbreak is a warm sensation when the only feeling that you know is fear. Deep man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think all the. You are right about some of the lyrics. Uh, yeah, the art is more in the delivery, especially the baby. Because um, then I like reading them. I was like, oh, that's sounding well more profound. Yeah. <laughs> when he said baby. Um, Although the lyric I said, I thought it was clever. I was like, the town's boring, and so are you. But he said it much better than that. Yeah. Um, oh, so what do you give it out of five? So four out of five. Ooh. I'm curious to listen to his 2020 release album. And I just want to say, it's good to hear someone from modern times sticking and committing fully to like a more classic style. If you'd have told me that he's from the deep south of the USA, I would have believed you. But surprisingly, he's Canadian. But he's South African, isn't now. it? Do you not read that bit in the Wikipedia? He was born... He didn't say South Africa. Yeah, but then I... I did a bit more... Yeah, beyond Wikipedia, but... He was it, born... East... The Southern the Hemisphere. So, I... Mm. Oh, so is that what it meant? South yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of... I looked at lots of theories, and there's a oh fuck, I've got a name of a punk. There's some punk band from Vancouver, Canada. Well, yeah, we don't even know who he is, do we? We don't even fucking yeah, know who he is. Yeah, but the, the theory is, is that he's the drummer of this punk band that's like a queer punk band, um, and they're what the fuck? Is I saw name? that theory. I saw that theory too. Yeah, is that not on? Is that on Wikipedia? I think that's quite plausible because I like. Because uh... you believe it. Nah. I... You know when you read stuff and you're trying to think of why it's convincing, and it's just like I just feel like it has it. It, it, it probably had to be someone that was an established in the music industry somewhere somehow, you know, so to kind of, of to kind of have the clout to like get the momentum, the initial momentum to, because he's pretty, he's pretty sort of gone viral and stuff with these videos, mm. um, um, and if this this and this yeah, and this drummer of this punk band is also. Is is gay and from South Africa and lives in Canada, then that makes all. But he lives in uh, London. Ah, oh, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's ruined it. He lives in London. Yeah, he lives in London. So, uh, what do you give it out of five? International cowboy. What do you give it out of five? Uh, Four point five out of five. Ooh. Yeah, I think this is just fucking great. It's um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I can't quite express my how much I do like it. I said some stuff. I think big recommendation from Joey Boy uh, for this one this week. <laughs> good, uh, good pick, Sam. Can't, uh, can't Yeah, best. Yeah, best pick ever. <laughs> mm, I think I it's up there. I think that might be one of the best fucking picks we've yeah, ever had. Um. <laughs> that's know, a weird like... thing to say. Oh, let's not get into that. I'm getting. I don't want. 
it's not a competition. Yeah, don't fall out with each other. I don't want our listeners fighting, especially in lockdown. Uh, Um, It wasn't as good as Scroobius Pip v Dan Lasak. I'm only joking. Oh my God, sarcasm, cutting sarcasm. To one of our listeners. My oh, God. yeah, and he's one of my best mates as well. Doesn't matter, right? He, I'm just not going to tell him we've done this recording. Um, what have we got next? next oh, shit. Next bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to ask me the question first? Oh, no, wait, so, I, Joe, no, no, I'll ask you the question first. Because, okay, because I'm going to propose a thing to you, and you can say yes or no. Oh, Would you like proposing. to play a game where I give you four genres, and you pick the genre? And I do my pick based on that. Or do you want me to just... No, Matt. Go on. Go on. It, it's okay. our thing. We can do whatever rules we, we want. Give want. Me, yeah. Let's play a game. And we're a little bit drunk. Not that I'm drunk, but I feel more... Mm. It is fucking straight whiskey. I'm relaxed. I've not finished this first class. Though. I am on Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so basically, the question I've got for you is... Um, funk, punk... Rap or ragger? Funk. Funk? Please. Frozen. Ah, oh, it's the internet stuff. Frozen. Stopped. frozen. Funk. funk. <laughs> That's funny because you said you froze when you went funk, you went funk and then froze. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit, so have you heard Curtis, the album called Curtis by Curtis Mayfield? Curtis by Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Can't say I have, mate. Well, that's that's your 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 genre pick and your pick. So, Joe, um, you're gonna. I'm sorry about this, but I feel like it's time. <laughs> have you heard "Significant Other" by Limp Biscuit? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. I know you hate Limp Biscuit, but ah no, it's not quite that. It's quite it's more nuanced actually. But I hate I actually hate Fred Durst. So, but yeah, he is a significant. What's your reason for hating Biscuit? What? What? What's your reason for hating Fred Durst? He's a fucking terrible rapper and an obvious wanker. The band, the band are amazing. Obvious wanker. Huh? A terrible rapper and an obvious wanker. Yeah. And an obvious rapper. He's not obviously a rapper, is it? But he's <laughs> that terrible wanker. Um, if you took out the rap part yeah. and ignored the fact that he might be a wanker, but if you were like, he's just doing singing for his band. Uh, I think he's a very, he's just such a bad rapper. Really bad at rapping. I think. I think he's really bad. <laughs> I think that band would be fucking ten. Just so, in fact, and it wasn't until I was late in later years that I realised how good the band actually are. Um, yeah, oh, we're giving a lot away for this one, aren't we? But yeah, no, okay, no, well, let's we already have done keep anyway, this, you keep this in, keep this in. You already okay, <laughs> and our joint pick is it's Blue by Joni Mitchell. Um, we're sort of dipping back into our own kind of personal. We do have some outstanding picks, guys, but we're just sort of dipping back into our own personal uh, classic albums that we know are classic albums that we'd like to hear ourselves because we're pining for that. Um, but, you know, keep the requests coming and we will get to them. Uh, we shall. We will. And what, what the fuck do you email them to for? So if you want to email 
us a, a request, and please do, because we're running out, actually. Uh, email <laughs> yeah. matchamenmusicreviews at gmail.com. That email again is matchamenmusicreviews at, email, <laughs> at email.com. Email at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you, you uh, if you want to give us money every month, what do they do, Joe? Uh, you go to patreon.com slash reviews. And it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him, and it's... God, you fuck that up every time. Yeah, I know, but so then it's... We're just it's goodbye from Joe. And it's goodbye from Matt, and it's goodbye from Joe, and it's goodbye from Matt. Goodbye. Bye.